0: Dave, we have just finished recording the podcast, but I kind of think what we should do to put on the start of the podcast is a little reminder to our listeners of how they can support this podcast.
1: How's it everybody? Yeah, yeah. Well, I completely agree. You can support this podcast by buying us a beer. And from the sounds of our voices right now, we probably don't need much more (laughs) alcohol. But why the hell not? You can buy us a beer for just £3 at com forward slash dads on film pod. Why the hell That'd not? be lovely. Many fun, of our listeners have fun, done that. Fund the habit, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I mean, disclaimer, we probably don't spend it on beer. We use it to fund this thing. We mm. it cost us, It's costing us, I don't know, 20 quid a month to use the platform we record this thing on. And mm. uh, we're chucking a bit of money on advertising and things as well to kind of get the word out there. So the beer bit's arbitrary. But, you know, we might spend it on beer.
1: We probably would. Yeah. That's fine. But thank you anyway.
0: Here's the podcast.
1: Yeah, go on, uh, twisted, look at this. Twisted
0: Negroni. Oh nice. Uh, strawberry and rosemary infused gin, vermouths, and bitters. So uh Oh yeah
1: Excellent.
2: That sounds have a little oh, drink wonderful. In. That sounds wonderful. Yeah.
1: Well I've um I'm committing a cardinal sin here. And yeah. I'm drinking chilled red wine. Oh, and it is yeah, it's delicious.
0: Yeah, well, that's what some some red wines they do chill in Spain, don't they?
1: Mm. Yeah. I was somebody told I can't remember who told me, and they were saying that the uh, the locals don't drink sangria because they see it as like a tourist thing, mm. and uh, what they do is they drink cold red wine, and sometimes they drink cold red wine with lemonade. I'm like, I bet that's absolutely oh, delicious. Nice. But uh, yeah, cheers, yeah. cheers, Ooh. cheers. Mm. Yeah. How are you? Oh.
0: I'm very good, thank you. Enjoying the weather. Good. I've got like a dead I've got a deadline that I've left till last minute that I've had eighteen months to sort out for like this professional yep. development qualification. So I'm just stressing about that. Um thought... but yeah, now I'll get it done. And, uh, yeah, no, I've I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, just been chilling. It's been I've nice. got a new routine because Jane having a new job and everything like oh, that. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: So, so it's all a bit more, more chaotic. But, um, hmm. yeah, uh, how about you? What have you been doing? Good. I'm being ******ed oh. in the face by hay fever right now, which is lovely. I, see. Um, I see. Yeah. yeah uh, but no other than that, I'm all right. I, get, I got a new job. We, we yes. actually secret, secretly spoke about this last week, but yeah. But now I, you feel uh, yeah. like... Have you handed you in your like I can. I, yeah, I can actually talk about it. Yes, I've got, got a new job, so I'm quite excited about starting there in about oh, a maybe. month's time. Um, working Do- from home, so I'm maybe considering... Building a bit of an office in my garage. My garage is huge, oh, so I might yeah. sort of build a build a little room in there, and then cool. I could po- I could podcast in there as well. Yeah, that would be, that'd be sweet. Um, That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, maybe, blanket, or just blanket, move blanket, house. So. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather move advanced. house if I'm honest. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see.
0: The, I mean. Presumably, they don't know that within the next six months the podcast is going to get really big and we're going to quit our <laughs> jobs anyway. So, yeah, well, true, true. <laughs> um, well, right, what was what did the weekend involve? Just, just
2: um,
1: out in we well, I had jam packed week last week because so it was Ben's birthday. So, obviously, we spoke on Wednesday. So, we did, yes. yeah, we did uh, Nosey Safari Park, we did went to Gulliver's World, um, oh, just yeah. out of Warrington and it's it's needs needs a good yeah. clean that place. Is well, filthy. we've got
0: Gulliver's Kingdom
1: down our way, and uh, oh, nice. Uh, similar in a similar sort of vein. Right? Yeah. It's one of them. I've got I've got this kind of like a, kind, a, a bit of a respect, a weird respect mm. for like aging, weathered theme parks that are yeah. not quite up to scratch. That you know, yeah, they're yeah. not. It's not. Alton Towers and it's not yeah. Drayton Manor it's Gulliver's yeah. World in Warrington yeah. and it's filthy and rusty but yeah. I'm kind of like yeah alright you're yeah, clinging like to it and I, yeah, I like enjoy it. that.
0: it's got a cool vibe to it you need to take him to um, Blackpool Pleasure Beach and take him on the yeah, big that's one even worse. Take, him on, take him on the big Christ.
1: one two the big one. one two oh, three no! four <laughs> I'm Dave and I'm Greg and we love watching films great films bad films blockbusters
0: classics Indie films, cheesy films, superhero films, but as dads we
1: especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. (laughs) That was good. I like that one. That was good. I forgot all about that tonight. Jesus Christ. Good work. Very, very well done. Yeah.
0: You might have to edit it because I said it the first time and you didn't hear yeah, me and I had I to say it the it. second time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. That was very, very good. Well-deserved. Yeah, yep, um, i take it. Have you ever seen the film Adventureland with uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg? That,
0: no, I've seen the cartoon. on Adventure time I'm thinking
1: about. It. No, I've it's not seen time. Adventureland. Well, that's, that's quite a good film. And it's set, you know, he takes a summer job in this, mm. like, like old theme park that's not up to scratch, but it's, it's yeah. it, you know, what it's actually, it's directed by the guy who directed Super but it's not mm. like Laugh Out Loud like Super Bad, but it's like, an, like one of those like, a slightly off comedies, but it's got a mega cast. Um, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg when he was good, uh, Kristen Stewart, Ryan Reynolds, Bill Hader, Kristen, Kristen Wig, um, you know, like all those sorts of cool. ones. It's yeah. good, yeah. It's really nice. That's a good film. Maybe we'll try and get, get try and get to that yeah. on try the and movie find, train. Find a route point. to it on the movie train. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, there's a there's a place. There's a theme park near us. Well, not not right near us. More towards Derby that I used to go to when I was little called the American Adventure. Ooh. And now it's like it's it was completely abandoned and like you mm. get it's one of these people, places that it's fenced up now, but people still break into it to go
1: and like take yeah. it. And
0: it's so eerie. It's like yeah, you can Google like, photos of it. It's amazing. It's
1: like Cam. There's one Camelot. Yeah, up near us. Yeah. Like yeah, just off the M6, and that was <laughs> that was like it was a, it was running until about maybe five six years ago, but it felt like it was bloody abandoned yeah then. yeah and now it is just like that yeah well like
0: camelot had like you'd have like jousting shows and stuff yeah, like yeah. this well this the american adventure world like wild west shows oh that's
1: stuff, cool yeah. i like that yeah, a lot man. that's awesome okay then well that was an interesting detour <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then yeah we went down and saw chris and susie at the weekend ah, on, on saturday nice, which was which was really good How's uh um, how's little Arthur the second? Little Arthur yeah the second is really, really good. Lovely seeing him and spending a bit, you know, a bit of quality time with him. And we watched oh. the Eurovision from a few oh, weeks wonderful. ago, which was good. But it Did was we win? more we didn't, Nilpois. Um ah, okay. uh, but it was far more tame than our usual Eurovisions because we usually be like a big full-on drinking game. But there was yeah. three children in the house, so I had two beers and two glasses <laughs> of wine. I was yeah. in bed by about quarter past 11. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. That sounds like yeah. my kind of night. Yeah. Have How we had any weekend? messages?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Are we doing the weekend? Oh, yeah, My weekend. Yeah, it's fine. Have we had any messages? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yes, we have. Uh, your Uncle Pete sent us a message. Um, maybe you want to read that one. Yeah, go, go for that. Yeah,
0: he's uh, he said, uh, this is on the back of our um, 52nd episode last week. And actually, sort of disclaimer, really, like, we kind of made a big thing of like, oh, it's a year since our first episode. It wasn't. <laughs> if it's 52nd episode, technically, more like now is a year since our first episode. Because Yeah, and then me. I
1: actually looked back and corrected you on the date, and we're actually not near the year. We've probably got another yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I maybe. think we did. I think the first week we maybe did two. We dropped two episodes in the first uh, week. Didn't we? that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either way, who cares? It's the 50, It was the fifty-second episode last week. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll celebrate that. <laughs> anyway,
0: my uncle Pete said, "Dear Greg and Dave, congratulations to you both." As an early listener and commentator, I'm embarrassed to say that now I am so far behind with the episodes that it would take me at least five more solid lockdowns to catch up. Which mm. thankfully is not going to happen. I am, we'll therefore, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I am getting my second dose on uh, Saturday. Oh, nice. uh, Good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be out the woods. I I am therefore faced with the problem of how to celebrate your magnificent achievement in a meaningful way. I've decided there would be no more fitting tribute than to listen attentively to the next episode. That's this one. Uh, Please do not feel that I have neglected you in any way as my attention to your splendid podcast has exceeded that of my normal attention span by a huge margin. By way of comparison, you should know that I've attended only two football matches in my entire life, the participating teams being (laughs) Liverpool, Spurs, Sheffield, do know which Sheffield and Knox mm-hmm. Forest, but necess- uh, but not necessarily in that order. I cannot recall either of the winning teams, let alone the scores. Uh, but uh, but by way of mitigation, I do recall having a McDonald's on the way home. By contrast, your excellent podcast is firmly embedded in my permanent memory. Love P, uh, which is wonderful to hear. He is yeah. um, my yeah. uncle. Peter is like always supported me and you in our endeavours. Can you remember when we yeah. played um, that place at Battersea uh, called the Magic Garden?
1: yes you know,
0: i it, do yeah. and uh, i mean they live in Harpenden, which is like night, outs- outside weird. of london but my uncle yeah. my uncle pete and auntie N, we just went into the bar like uh came, came from downstairs ready ready to sort of set up and they're, they're there they're having their tea or like oh or <laughs> fantastic and then the, there was one time when they came all the way up sheffield uh, one night drove all the way up to see us play at the o2 academy and they drove wow. all the way back so yeah wow, they have uh they have supported many of our endeavours together, so mm. thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank, Uncle yeah, Pete.
1: amazing, thank you, uh, Pete, really, really appreciate it. Good yeah, stuff. As, as, uh, anything
0: else? We anything
1: else? Yeah, yeah. So Danny messaged us, and he said, "What a year that was." Uh, well, thanks for keeping me sane on my journeys to and from work. It was amazing being able to binge the first season. I started listening when you were when you were around halfway through season one, but didn't catch up until near the end of season one. The show truly does better with age, and it's been an amazing journey along the way. Well, thank you. Uh, I want to be more involved, but I hate my own voice, (laughs) so that he's not sent us any reviews or anything, but that's absolutely fine. We appreciate you listening. Uh, I'm not sophisticated enough to record my awful English language. Anyways, here's to another year. Keep doing what you do. You're both smashing it. P.S. Get that damn Spotify soundtrack episode done. I'm huge on soundtracks. Also, f*** Jared Leto. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: Wowie. Uh, and we will. We we do need to sort that at Spotify. Yeah, we do. We'll, we'll do that, that soon, definitely. We need like an extra bit of time to do it, isn't it? Because mm. it takes like an extra day to record yeah. prepare for it and stuff like that. But we will sort that. That's there. Yeah, definitely. That burner. Thank you so um, much, Danny. Yeah, uh, lovely, lovely message. He did us a lovely really like appreciate. digital card thing as well. <laughs> yeah, like, which so was went, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, really, really nice. Any more messages?
0: Yeah, Mike messaged us. He said uh, on the back of here in last week's episode, he said my film highlights of the year really surmised But when I stumbled upon Palm Springs, uh, yes. and also watched The Departed for the first time, oh wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's nice those moments where you like when you you remember when you see something for the first time, and it's like yeah, that's good. I'm going to remember that one. Mm. That's really awesome. And I think when well, we keep saying about Palm Springs, it's just such a it's such a palatable film that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could recommend it to anyone, and you go, yeah, you'll enjoy
1: that. Because yeah, it's definitely. just nice. I, I remember I first saw like, the trailer for it, and I was like, I think I'm going to like this, but it might it could just be your sort of throwaway Andy Sandberg film. And it's like you say, I just keep coming back to it. I've, I've probably mm-hmm. watched it in the past year, I've probably watched it five times, and I'm, I'm just not bored of it in the slightest. And that's quite impressive uh, seeing as it
0: only came out about, like, six uh, weeks
1: Well. Ago. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been that. But yeah, it's wonderful. But there you go.
1: And then cool. watching The Departed for the first time—that's cool. That's that's quite a quite a big one in um, you know well, I, I a film repertoire. The, first... the, the The Departed.
0: Yeah, I only did that for the first time, sort of relatively recently. Like I think before we were podcasting, but like maybe the start of last year or end of twenty nineteen or something like that. Mm. Yeah.
1: Good. Cool. Good. So, Greg. Yeah. What the hell's coming up on the show today?
0: Oh, it's me. It's Martin, is it? Yeah, well, we better cue that so. music. Next up, the movie train is pulling up into Life Aquatic Station. Choo choo. We'll sync that up on the edit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we've got this week's film news. Yeah. Uh, then we're talking about a relatively new um, sort of dual VOD cinema release Disney's Cruella, starring Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Uh, this week's So Solid You is Peter Rabbit 2. Uh, which is out at the cinemas at the moment everyone's a critic uh, we're getting back on board the movie train not sure what line we're taking yet um, and then we've got what's on the box yeah, yeah. good little episode
1: well, let's do this
0: we're striding into year two of Dads on Film
1: oh my gosh that sounds weird take a breath we're diving in <laughs> So, last week's movie train. Then, so we took we took the line, uh, we took the Noah Baumbach line, didn't we? From Marriage Story. Good, good sound effects there. Yeah, thanks. All the way to uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, uh, directed by Wes Anderson, but co-written uh, by Wes Anderson and Noah Baumbach. I feel uh, like we so should definitely. Great.
0: I think we should keep doing a recap of where this train has been. Yeah, um, definitely. So, if if you don't mind, I will, I will give us mm. that recap. So we started off at No Country for All Men terminus because that's where that's where <laughs> the old uh, homework left us off, and then Sanctuary we took the Coen for all, terminus. yes, <laughs> yes. That. Then we took the Coen brothers line to Inside Llewyn Davis station, which is another Coen, <laughs> Coen brothers film. Then we took the Adam Driver line. Adam drives in Inside Llewyn Davis, but he's also in Marriage Story, uh, starring Scarlett Johansson. And we spoke about that last week. So then we've took the Noah Bourne back line because the writer of "Marriage Story" was also the writer of "The Life Aquatic." What's the full title of it, David? "The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizu. Excellent. Okay, and here we are. We've pulled in. So <laughs> I love just taking this. I, I love I love the analogy. I just I yeah, want I, I want like to see it. how far we can take it. Tickets, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh right. well, I, I I guess this is me. Yeah, I suppose so. I, so I I've seen this film. Um, yeah. uh, you know, it it came out what 2003. Hang on a second. Let me just get
0: my notes and check. I believe you. 2004. I don't believe you. Wow. Uh,
1: like, I you get it wrong. God uh, damn it! I think I get it wrong more than I don't know. <laughs>
0: yes, and here comes my tea. Fantastic. Nice. So you to. Bonjour. Ça va. Try hi! It. Yes, I hi, do. Hi. He says, bonjour, Savat mm-hmm. and hi. Hi. savoir, how are you? Yeah, I know. Multilingual. savoir bien, mercy. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Have fun, bye-bye. Cheers.
1: Thanks, bye-bye. For bye-bye. The food. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Okay, I'll give you a little, uh, little synopsis while... While you're munching away on your tea. So, uh, The Life of Quack with Steve Zizou, starring Bill Murray, uh, alongside an all-star cast, including Owen Wilson, Kate Blanchett, uh, Angelica Houston, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Willem Dafoe, etc., etc. And Bill Murray plays Steve Zizou, who is this kind of uh, Jacques Uh Cousteau-esque character, this, this oceanographer. So, with a plan to exact revenge on a mythical shark that killed his partner, oceanographer Steve Zizou uh, rallies a crew that includes his estranged wife, a journalist, and a man who may or may not be his son, to seek his revenge. Yeah? I mean, that makes it sound like a thriller. It's definitely not a thriller. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, It's... um, Okay. So so yeah, it's it's a bit I mean
0: it's typical sort of Wes Anderson style is that. I think you were saying last week it's you're right, it's mm. it's got it's got all the hallmarks of Wes Anderson as a mixture of live action and sort of um I guess like
1: animation of sorts really. Kind of, uh, it's almost and, like stop motion isn't it or some of it's kind of claymation. It's it's a bit weird it's yeah. very weird. <laughs> yeah, you see you see that in a lot of
0: his films. You see it not all of them, you see it in well pro, well most of them in some it's in somewhere mm, but some, yeah, it's quite yeah. a bit. Um, Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel use it a lot, but anyway um, mm. w- that's, I mean the, the other hallmarks of Wes, Wes Anderson um, I think I enjoy more w- He's he's got a thing about symmetry, like f- his framing yeah. everything seems to be yeah. symmetrical everything's sort of um, square on and aligned mm. in a certain way, um, he uses sort of bold palettes, so in, in this, um, all of the crew of the, um, what's his boat called again forget it the Belafonte. Belafonte.
1: Belafon, the Belafonte. Yeah,
0: all of the crew of Belafonte have these sort of like woolly red, bright red semen caps. Um, well, the, the main thing I love about Wes Anderson is his style and the aesthetic. Um, but what you also get with Wes Anderson is this sort of deadpan delivery through all of his films. So, hmm. you know, there's a, there's a certain way that he he captures the performances of. His cast and it's like, uh, it's everything's very sort of understated,
1: Mm -hmm. deadpan acting. Where uh, you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. It's like like an awkward. Nobody's showing. Yeah, nobody's showy. It's almost as if it's quite stale acting, very wooden acting. But that's the point of it. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But then people do give like incredible performances. You know, look at, um, look at. Uh, look at Ray Fiennes in Grand Budapest. That's probably for me yeah. out of all the Wes Anderson performances. That's probably the, the standout. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still kind of a slightly wooden performance, but in a in an odd sort of manner. It's
0: yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's so interesting. I, I find
0: definitely. I mean, I mean, in general, I I I'll always like watch enjoy watching Wes Anderson films to an extent because you really are sit watching. Um, the work of a sort of watching the work of a visionary director or filmmaker who is making the film that is absolutely the the film that's in his head before he makes Mm. it. Um, And it's always got his style there. And you know, the Wes Anderson style is unmistakable and I'll always admire that. And I'll always appreciate it. And I'll always appreciate, you know, the the performance he gets, like you said, out of Ray Fiennes and Grand Budapest hotel. Um, Same with Bill Murray in this, and a lot of the rest of the cast as well. Um, that there's the humour of it. I like when I'm in the right frame of mind, yeah. and and so this is the thing with Wes Anderson. He treads a fine line for me, whereby I've got to be in quite a um, quite for want of a better word like a, I've, I've got to have my guard down to enjoy his films, mm. and I've got to be in the right frame of relaxed. And if I'm not it can really put me off him because sometimes his style can come across as a bit smug. I I, I don't like that. I've used that word, but I can't think of a better word right now, but there's, there's a sort of smug smugness to the sort of non-acting and the understatedness and the way sort of the flow of the whole film is almost very sort of monotone, Pedestrian in a way, sort of thing. It yeah. just kind of yeah. moves at a very sort of steady pace, and there's no, mm. there's no spikes, there's no yeah. sort of like action bits, you know? and yeah. then it's all just like very, 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 very sort of steady pace. And when I've been in the right frame of mind for Wes Anderson films, I've really, really enjoyed that. Grand Budapest Hotel being sort of a major example of that. Yeah. Um, uh, what else so I thinking about? Uh, you know. Um, Roll Tenenbaums when I first saw yeah. that, uh, yeah. I was, you know really enjoyed that. I've not seen Island Dogs yet, um, but I got the same feeling with this as when I first watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I just wasn't
1: wasn't there.
0: settled into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 And when I first watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, I was like, oh, what this? Oh, what's he doing? Oh, like this isn't a old doll book. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? And I, and. I think it is solely because of the mood I was in. I was just like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this now, and it's almost like I'm, I'm gonna get this watched because I needed, mm. knowing, knew I needed to get it watched. And I mean, know in a different setting, I would have really, really enjoyed it. And it can be a bit marmite like that with Wed- yeah. Anderson because his style is so, so defined and so sort of um, crafted that you know it's you've I think you've got to be in the mood for it. That said, mm-hmm. there's so much great stuff to say about the film. I really love the fact so there's this Bowie soundtrack throughout. Mm-hmm. So one of the crew members, um I think it's in Portuguese. Who, who is he?
1: Um go on, who is he? He's from um, City of God. No. Yeah, he's the he's the guy I can't remember his name now. Oh ah uh, No, after after that, but he's the guy who like the the when they're at that big disco. Do you remember when they're at that big like party and like someone gets shot and dies? Well, he's there and they try it on with his girlfriend, and right. then in the end, yeah. he ends up basically joining, leading the other gang. Do you mm. know what I mean? And like yeah. the you know the big kind of shootout at the end where rockets in the is it rocket? No. uh. Whatever his name is in the middle yeah. with the camera, well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Little Zay's group versus this yeah. guy's group, and I, it's called like K. Oh, I am going to have to look it up because it's really going to bug me. But it's him, yeah. and he's right. the, and wow. it's so it, it, obviously it's, it's Portuguese, isn't it? Because it's because yeah. uh, city obviously City Gods in Portuguese, isn't it? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, oh amazing! But yeah, oh, it's obviously. cool that
1: Bowie sounds the Bowie soundtrack. Yeah, is same, really, really cool. I could listen to
0: that in its own right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I didn't love it. I think in another setting, I could have loved it. I liked it, but I will always rather watch a visionary filmmaker like Wes Anderson's work than something yeah. that's just sort of like,
1: you know, out of the box and out mm, of the yeah, box. Yeah, 100% or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny that you say that about the kind of... The the smugness. It It's that. It's kind of the smugness, but it's kind of like an in joke you've got to be in on the joke do you know what I mean to to get the film and it's funny yeah. how his first film's called Bottle Rocket and you can you know even though con- considering it's really low budget you can tell it's a Wes Anderson film then he did Rushmore it was amazing Roald Tenenbaum's incredible and then he did this and this is his first film where and, and I'm, I, I mean this kind of like in a very grand sense like He does something a little bit different. And it's Mm. so still quite obviously a Wes Anderson film. It's got all the the hallmarks of, you know, as you said. But it's got things like he shoots on location, Uh, you know, a lot of it's actually set out on the sea, which he's, it's quite hard for him to control those kind of elements in terms of, you know, like you said, the symmetry and the palette and that sort of stuff. Mm. So it does feel out of all the Wes Anderson films, Mm. it feels the least Wes Anderson out of them all, if that makes Mm. sense. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, just to reiterate, it's still very, you know, it's obviously always <laughs> of oh, the film. Um, the the kind of smugness and the in joke. His is the film he did after this is called the Darjeeling like the Darjeeling Limited, and for me, that's his like that's my least favorite of all his films. It's it, it's the it's the most kind of like like you said like that sort of steady pace, nothing much happens in it, you know, or it does, but it kind of chugs along. Uh, movie mm-hmm. train, it's set on a train as well. Uh, but anyway. Um, but this you know it it is what it is it's it's got that beautiful simplicity although it's a little bit more of a complex story yeah i liked i like the fact that bill murray actually takes center stage in this one which he's not done in in since or before in any of the other wes anderson films he's he's in every single wes anderson film I set a bottle rocket i think uh, from oh, what man. i can remember yeah but it's really nice seeing bill murray take center stage and actually it's nice bill murray like you can tell he loves Wes Anderson, and he, you can tell he takes Wes Anderson stuff really seriously. And although he's, you know, he's still just playing Bill Murray like he does. Yeah, it's nice to see him doing something slightly different and actually having a ball while he's doing it. Um, I love how. In this film, more than the other ones, like you're saying about that kind of chugging along and not, you know, you don't have these peaks and troughs. In this one, I think you actually do because every now and again there's something just completely random in terms of like a humongous gunfight on the boat, you know, some pirates sure. take over the boat and he just goes crazy and just kills them all. You know, they storm a beach at one point and, and uh, rescue some kidnapped, you know, uh, crew members and things like yeah. that. So it's nice and you get to a little bit of action and doing something that, that little bit different, but it's yeah. still got those kind of Wes Anderson. Uh, those Wes Anderson quirks I love how the boat when we're seeing it in terms of like he's explaining the boat it's a set the and it's just beautiful it's this boat that's just been cut in half and they're like yeah. here's the engine room here's the here's the <laughs> kitchen here's the da-da. and it's this beautiful craft beautifully crafted like set that's just yeah, that's really it's good. so I amazing like that, yeah. um, that's cool it's got a silliness about it, which you know, and a child like childishness to it as well, which is yeah. great. And again, that soundtrack, that Bowie soundtrack in Portuguese, or played so on like good. a nylon acoustic. Oh my god, it's fantastic! Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, I I love it. I I I love all this film. Maybe not so much the Darjeeling Limited, but I, I do really really like this film. I'm not seen the um, Dogs yet. Have you? I, that's the one I've not seen. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't that fussed about it because I you know, I again I think you've got to be in the right mind for that kind of uh I think that's hundred percent as well. It is a hundred percent. I've seen some of the making of like this because it's set in Japan, isn't it? And there's some like yeah. really crazy like sushi scenes. They're right. making sushi and it's just unbelievable how they mm. how they like animate it. It's just it's just nuts. But but you know, there you go. Um okay and then Greg, would you say that the life aquatic with Steve Zizu is Stand By Me or Shrek 3? I know I've been a bit critical of it.
0: I I couldn't possibly, in all good conscience, give it at the negative end of the spectrum because Mm. at the end of the day, it's still a Wes Anderson film and it's a work of art. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah, I will go for... Sorry, what did you say?
1: Stand By Me. (laughs) Stand
0: By Me. There you go, that's where I'll go. Correct, correct. I will agree with you. Uh, Where can we see this film, Greg? Oh, I think I rented it for maybe £2.50 from the usual places. You did.
1: Thank you. <laughs> this is the news. Cool. Okay, what do we So, uh, not to... What do we got? Not tons of news this week. Um, first one then uh, announced, and I, I don't really care about this too much, but Wedding Crashes 2 has been announced. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it baffles me that some people hold Wedding Crashes to like really, really high regard. Yeah. Because uh, I think it kind of came out, you know, after Anchorman and old school dodgeball. And it was when like Vince Vaughn and Wilson were really riding high. Uh, and it just, it just wasn't funny. Do you know it's what? Rubbish.
0: I'll be honest with you. Never I, seen you know, it. Never, 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 no, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I just hate Vince it's Oh, dear. I just yeah. can't oh, stand wow. Vince wrong. I really can't stand him. Oh, I just, right. I don't okay. know what it is. He just, I mean, hate's a strong word, but I think I hate him. <laughs> I don't mind him. <laughs> I, I, it's fine. I don't know what it is. I think sometimes when I watch him, it's kind of like, oh, look at what a great time we're having. And it's, I don't yeah. know, what I don't know. Maybe it's in the similar sort of way I dislike Seth Rogen. I, I, yeah, mm. I don't know, I don't know. It is what
1: Some, it is. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, wedding crashes, it's not funny. Other mm. Will Ferrell's quite funny as the funeral crasher, quite like that. Yeah. As <laughs> he's called like yeah, yeah. Chuck, and he's a funeral crasher, that's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah. All, the, all the original cast coming back, um, who cares, you know. Um, Speaking of Will Ferrell, I, I
0: dipped into the Anchorman, the Ron Burgundy podcast the other day. It's really bad. No, oh, I've not listened I've not listened to it. He just no. he's not even got the voice right. It's not even Ron, Ron ah. Burgundy. It's really <laughs> weird. I literally gave it two minutes. And I was like, our podcast's better
1: than that. So maybe we'll hold our reactions to this one until after we've done the review. But Cruellus uh, two has been announced. Okay. okay, let's move on. This is something we mentioned a few months ago, but it's been fully been confirmed now and it's happening in 2023. So it's not been confirmed if they're doing a quiet place three. I personally think they will make a a, a quiet place part three. However, they're doing some quiet place spin offs now set in the same world in different areas and things like that. Um, And this guy, Jeff Nichols is writing and directing one of them. And Jeff Nichols is a really, really interesting director. He's direct for me. He's directed two films of note, one called take shelter. Which has yeah. got uh, Michael Shannon in, and it's uh, this guy, and he's it's almost like a bit, it's a bit like religious to a certain extent. He has these premonitions of this massive storm coming okay. um, and hitting, just destroying everywhere. So he starts yeah. building this like this like bomb shelter in his garden, and everyone's like, it's almost a bit like Noah, like people are like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you why are you building that? We're not going to have a tornado, <laughs> and then yeah. obviously. Well, actually, whether it happens or not is another question. Uh, but he made that, and then he made this other film, which is really, really like almost like Spielberg-esque, like sci-fi kind of like ET kind of thing. And it's called, just so called Midnight Special. So it's yeah, this really cool, like almost like Spielberg-esque sci-fi. This child, he's wow. got kind of like abilities, really, really cool. But anyway, so um, you know, off the back of those two films, I'm really, really excited to see what Jeff Nichols does with with in the the A Quiet Place world. So yeah, really cool stuff.
0: So yeah the quiet a quiet place is now a franchise
1: already of course it is it was always going to happen let's face it yes. um yep yeah. so um Andy Muschietti, is who is the uh, he was the director of the it films he mm. is directing the the flash movie um you know the Ezra Cohen Yes. annoying flash we got in Justice League however the uh, well, the big rumour it's not even a rumour we know now is it's almost going to be like a flashpoint sort of film he, he go when he does that particular speed and everything goes a bit weird he opens up different dimensions and m- multiple realities and things like that so we're getting a lot of different Batmans um, and the beauty of this is in this film we're having a few different Batmans Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman which I'm fine with because I, I actually didn't mind Ben Affleck as Batman he, uh, I don't think yeah, he did yeah. anything wrong it was the films he was in but michael keaton is coming back as batman as this old this... weathered batman i've seen the suit i've seen yeah so the this suit. is so andy machete is tweeted a picture of the suit and it is that beautiful yellow, yellow tim timber and batman mm-hmm. badge that we grew up with but it's just got a drop of blood on it and it looks brutal and yeah. uh, I, I'm not on board with Ezra Cohen as the Flash. I I thought I thought thought he was so twitchy and annoying and just rubbish. But yeah. Michael Keaton as Batman, come on, yeah man, amazing, love it, love it. I'm Batman. Did i I'm Batman. Yeah, I showed you that speech in the hour, the the uh, the graduation, yeah. that beautiful speech, and he's like, and if I could leave you with two words, I'll leave you with these. <laughs> I'm Batman. Oh my God, so good, so good, wonderful, um, cool. And then the final bit of news, uh, which I thought was quite interesting, there's this new film that's currently in production called Babylon. So it's directed by Damien Cazell, who directed La La Land. He did Whiplash before that, and then he did uh, First Man, you know, the Neil Armstrong one. So he's got a pretty great track record of films there. Um, It's set in like the 1920s, 1930s, and it's to do with um, Hollywood and that kind of move from Uh, silent pictures to talkies uh, but you know the uh, cast pretty amazing Uh, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie's in there uh, and others but you know Damien Cazell really really interesting director so I'm I'm quite uh, you know uh, I'm I'm quite interested to see what he does with this one what do you think yeah
0: that sounds exciting to me too yeah Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm down for that
1: (laughs) thank you good I'm glad cool and that was your news excellent Play a jingle. <laughs> okay, let's do that. That's beautifully sang there, Gregory. Well done. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because of Adam Negroni. In fact, before we start this, I'm just gonna go and get a beer. Oof.
1: Ooh. You eating a bloody Mars ice ice lolly, ice yeah, cream. So, so. Oh mate. I'm gonna controversially the Snickers ones are better. You know what I've fallen in love with? Uh crunchy clusters or crunchy bites or mm-hmm. something. Mm. You know, like in the purple bag. Mm. Oh amazing. They're mm. amazing. Truly amazing. Amazing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so Cruella. Gregory, so this came out last Friday. We, we've got round to it, and it's like, like we said earlier, it's it's one of these sort of odd, silly dual releases now that uh that unfortunately, due to COVID, has has been thrust upon us. So it came out in the cinemas on Friday, as well as that dual release on that Disney premium for you know twenty pound uh, to yep. watch this film, which is really yep. stupid, ridiculous. Just mm, throw that yeah, out there. yeah. Um, But yeah, Cruella is a, uh, it's a live action. It's one of these live action prequels that Disney seems to be obsessed with at the minute of their villains and giving their villains a bit of a backstory and making them far more sympathetic, which is stupid. But we'll talk about (laughs) that a little bit later on. (laughs) And basically Emma Stone plays Estella, um, who is this, uh, this, this troubled young girl who has a, you know, she has this troubled past that we find out, find out about quite quickly. Um, uh, and quick, you know, quite quickly, finds herself on on the streets of London, um, homeless, kind of uh, being you know a petty thief. Um, but she's got this like uh, she, you know she's obsessed with fashion and all this sort of stuff. But she's got this kind of like dark side, this playful, almost like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, mischievous side of herself that she calls Cruella. Um, yes. I wonder who she's going to turn into, Greg. Ooh, just, yeah, just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So she's got this arch, arch, like uh, arch nemesis who is somehow connected to the murder of her mother, um, the Baroness, played by Emma Thompson. Um, yeah. And basically, Cruella or Estella is growing up, grows up in London, is loving fashion, and uh, quickly gets taken on by the Baroness and all hell breaks loose is there anything else you want to say about it that's a pretty uh, good synopsis plot. david yeah pretty
0: good synopsis i mean the tone of delivery kind of says everything we need to know about how you <laughs> feel about
1: it you, uh, know, you know what right i'm i'm gonna jump here i didn't hate the film i just hated emma stone in it and it's a shame because i love emma stone i think she's great in a lot of films yeah. you know she's not oscar winning actress whether that means anything to you But she's, you know, she can do comedy, she can do musicals, she can do drama really well, but she can't do a particularly convincing English accent and she can't do, like, this anarchist kind of, like, uh, you know, uh, mischievous, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? like, chaotic character. It's just... Yeah. The way I said it, right, I explained to my Ma- I explained this to Max earlier. I was like, she just does this a lot. Hello, darling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's all this it's all this tilting a shoulder and tilting a head. I'm I'm mischievous. One needs to be evil. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. Okay. Oh yeah. oh we're still doing this. Okay, alright. Oh, oh so it's gonna be this for the entire film me. And it got to a point and I was watching it and I was just like, I am fed up of this this character. I love you Emma Stone, you're wonderful, but I cannot stand you. And I said to Max, I was like, do you remember in um, Enola Holmes, you found her really irritating. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I said, I think she's just on the verge of being, being that kind of playful but starting to get annoying, but I think it worked. But I think with this, it's just too much. Yeah. All the way through, and by about 15 20 minutes in, when she kind of like there's more Cruella than Estella, oh, give me a break. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I've got more to say, but you I'm you sure, you'd say something on the sure, I'm sure you have. I mean, for me, I,
0: I I didn't I didn't hate on the character as much as you, but you've got some very good points there, and I think you're right. I think it is more of a caricature performance. I don't think it was ever gonna be like a wacky Phoenix Arthur Fleck backstory. Yeah. Um or, although they could have gone down somewhere like that and it would have been yeah, quite interesting, yeah. but um it was you know it, it it was nowhere sort of along those lines. Um I thought I thought the film was a lot of fun. I thought I think I had some really nice ideas to the origin of the of the character of Cruella de Villa. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I liked I liked a lot of the I, I liked a lot of the mix of stuff in the film. In, in terms of, you've got to remember, it's a Disney film, so there was lots yeah. of fun running over rooftops from the police. There's bits there's yeah. like that that reminded me of Mary Poppins quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it, the whole thing had a certain sort of choreography to it. It had this sort of yeah. flow to it when they were sort of yeah. moving around from place to place. Um, I love the I love the little callbacks to the original film. Um, so yeah. uh, there's one bit where it speaks about this uh, this the, the, the the guy played by what are they call the bad guys, played by Hugh Laurie in the original film. It's Jasper, Horace and Jasper, Jasper and Jasper, Jasper. Horace, Jasper. Yeah. Jasper and Horace, okay. Um, I, I there's a bit where they're sat in the car and they're looking at dogs and speaking about the fact that dogs look like a <laughs> yeah. <resident. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. taken straight from the start of uh, 101 Dalmatians. Like, um, right. the, the, I feel torn on the soundtrack because <laughs> the whole soundtrack is music that I absolutely love. And yeah. it's a really cool soundtrack, but it was just almost too forced. It's like, how can we inject
1: much, coolness into this how film? How much must they have spent on <laughs> yeah. that soundtrack? Right. So like, I got... Disney must own own a majority of that because, my yeah. God, it was yeah. it's just as like, stu- stupid as it sounds. It's hit after hit, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, Stones, yeah. ELO. There's a Queen track, an old Queen track. There's Bee Gees. There's, there's a, well, a Beatles cover in there. Animals definitely. And it's like, wow, we, yeah. how the <laughs> hell? Like that must have cost thousands. And I'm just thousands. going down it
0: now. Um, I just found it. Uh, the Doors, I yeah. the Turner, who's Quattro yeah. Deep Purple, ELO,
1: we said Deep Purple, Sault. which is the what it's, um, uh, it's the Cooler Shaker one, isn't it? Well, it's not yes. Cooler Shaker, it's Deep Purple. Yeah, hush. from um, yeah, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, yeah, na, well. na, 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 yeah that was na, awesome um what else we got yeah there's 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 all sorts in there there's judy garland in there um oh. i see some machine in there but wow. i i felt i felt like, like it was a very contrived 60s <laughs> oh yeah absolutely but i thought it was a very contrived way to kind of make <laughs> cool yeah, uh, really. There was one song in there, I, I didn't write it down, but there's one song I was like, how is, how is, you know, usually you put a song where the words, there's a hook that's relevant to what's going on or something like that. Yeah. Or, so, or you know, even if, even, even if the music's not saying this, uh, there's a song that's like, why have they chosen this for now? And it's just and it just felt a bit sort of contrived. Uh,
1: but it's that's what it. It's what, um, you know, so Guardians of the Galaxy did it first. Awesome mix volume one, and it was amazing, and it yeah. all fit perfectly, and it was just wonderful. And then other films started trying to jump on that bandwagon, and the 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 prime example was um, the Suicide Squad. Oh no, Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And it it spent loads of money, but like getting the rights to these songs and just threw them in for no reason. And it was like there was like the real shim. Oh my god, the real Slim Shady, yeah. like on a really random scene in the suicide squad with harlequin and it's like that well that doesn't make sense and it just got it all wrong and i think this is you're right i think i think maybe like 75 percent worked wonderfully uh, but then that that 25 percent just did not work no it was all it was all wrong and it was just and again it was there just to kind of be this cool thing and sadly it didn't quite work yeah absolutely i mean
0: you know on the whole, I, I did really enjoy it, and I thought, you know, as as for, well, we had a big discussion about Disney live action films. Well, we spoke specifically about yeah. remakes, but this can come under that umbrella. Um, nearly a year ago now, and um, yeah, and <laughs> you know, we're quite critical of a lot of them. I think out of a lot of them, I, I, for me, this comes up higher than m- many of the others. Um, yeah, I think it's the, one big thing though is the, the character turn, which you can see coming from a mile off. Obviously, mm. because that's what the whole film's yeah. about. I just felt it was too jarring and not that believable. Yeah. There wasn't. A, it, it was. There's two sides to the film when she is Estrella and when she is Cruella, and the transition between those two characters just isn't there. It's just like no. something switches and suddenly she's Cruella. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of nice sort of stuff there that sort of references, like you sort of. Jekyll and Hyde, light versus dark yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I like all that, that sort of feeling to her all. Um, I like the performance of the cast, I, especially I thought Emma Thompson uh, having mm-hmm. a really good time. I, I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy her in anything. She's she's wonderful. Um, I actually I really liked um, Paul Waterhouser, um, who plays, I forget, Jasper or Horace. Jasper, he plays the,
1: Jasper. Yeah. The, the, the more guy from... One. Oh right, okay, yeah. I yeah. I put a note. I was like, oh, he's really funny, and then by the end, I was like, right, he's doing my head in a little bit. Well, I, I can't do like you. Yeah, I what are you
0: saying mate? I can't I'll understand tell you why a word I was most, saying. I'll tell you why I was most impressed with him, though. Did you did you watch Richard Jewell last year? Did we watch it? Did we both watch
1: uh, it? No, I didn't
0: watch it. Is that so, him? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Oh wow. He's like, Is he English? Blew my mind. No, he's not English. That's what I mean. Oh so wow. No okay. English, oh, I'll, so. forgive,
1: I'll forgive. him. Yeah. I, I I quite liked. Um, uh, Joel Fry as Jasper, though I like him right. in. The, he was in Game of Thrones, and he was in the. Yeah. I think he's in. Maybe he's in like Plebs or that. You know, right. like, like stupid Roman thing. Um, yeah, but he's in, and whether you like the film or not, he's in. Yesterday, um, oh, you know, yeah. the Danny Boyle. Well Uh, air quotes, Richard Curtis. He's the kind of roadie, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's probably the best thing about that film. Uh, And I I really liked him in it, but he's also in this new Ben Wheatley film. So Ben Wheatley, who did like a field in England, Sightseers, Free Fire, which I spoke about last week. Uh, He's like the main character in this new Ben Wheatley film. And I've got this feeling, that he's you know he's not gonna be a giant giant star but I think we're gonna see him more like taking the lead in more films now. Yeah, um yeah, I'm yeah. gonna throw it out there, Bond. Yeah. Wow. I could okay. see him as Bond. Yeah you know yeah, if they yeah. bulk up a bit, Bond. Why yeah, not? Why yeah. the hell not? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, not? um but yeah, oh wow, I did not well, know suppose... that Paul Watthauser was American. Yeah. Jesus. And he was also
0: well he's also in. He had a role he Black was Klansman.
1: Uh, Black Klansman. Black yeah. Klansman and the yeah. Five Bloods as well. Uh, so last ah. year. Um, well, the reason he's... he's in this is it's, he was in Itonia, and it's the same director. Ah, oh, yeah, I see. there he is. Yeah, So yeah. wow, that's you know what I tell you about. Then he's got quite a good English accent <laughs> yeah, for yeah. that. That's yeah, good. Um, cool. I mean, okay. but
0: but my my final point is um, it's half an hour too long.
1: Oh, it's so long. It's like well yeah. over two hours, and it doesn't need to be two and a Um, hour. so all right, I'll, I'll I won't dwell on the on the Emma. Uh, Emma stone sort of stuff uh no. just these are just the notes i was making throughout and again as usual i was watching it at like three in the morning and then like sure. quarter to seven this morning and all that sort of stuff yes. first of all uh, when she's a little girl she's in school and, and her quirky thing to do is she turns a, uh, her blazer of a uh, a school blazer inside out so it's all like cool yeah. patterns what will fresh smith prince? did that first yeah. fresh prince did that first <laughs> yeah definitely uh second one was fake dogs <laughs> some of the yeah. worst cgi i've seen for these dogs oh, it was ridiculous yeah, when you look back at 101 dalmatians the live action one which was like 20 odd years ago yeah no cgi at all for these dogs and they made it look like Beautiful. 101 <laughs> absolutely amazing and then this yeah. one there's three three dalmatians and they look yeah. <laughs> all the way through rubbish um how much did they spend on the soundtrack i did say yeah um What I did like is this film has a bit more of, you know, an air quotes edge than most of the Disney origins, but that doesn't make it edgy. Putting somebody in Doc Martens doesn't make them edgy, do you know what yeah. I mean? Or mm. playing bloody "I Want to Be Your Dog" doesn't really make you edgy. Do you, uh, I, th- I think it's it's kind yeah. of it's like plastic punk, you know? It's like Blink One Eighty Two, yeah. my favorite band, yeah. but it's like you know bubblegum punk or whatever. Cool. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's not it's not quite there, but I think it's Disney punk. Let's face it, you know it's it's yeah. uh, uh, you know. Obviously, there's the links there to Vivian Westwood and all that sort of stuff, but it's not quite, you know, it's it's like Primark, Viv- Vivian Westwood, or something course, like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. there you go. Uh, I liked, I liked London and the sixties London. It felt like it felt like a cross between a Tim Burton film and a Guy Ritchie film. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I like, and, and I, but actually, it gelled quite well, and I liked that. I liked that aesthetic, and I liked I know you, you know everybody looked cool, especially Jasper and um, uh, what's his bloody name. Horace. Uh, Horace like Jasper was dressed cool man I was like yeah, yeah I like I like what you're wearing with the pork pie hats and stuff like that look yeah. Dace liked it Um, which then the production design was incredible like yeah. and, and production design the costume design absolutely amazing you oh, cannot yeah. fault it it was wonderful I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of awards nods to like uh, for costume later, you know, obviously next year. Uh, but yeah, brilliant. Emma Thompson, as we said, having an absolute ball, hamming it up as the real Cruella. She's, the, you know, she's Cruella. She is, she, she is really um, Cruella, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Supporting cast, as we said, Mark Strong was great being Mark Strong and doing what Mark Strong does in every sort of film, being yeah. a villain, and then, is he a Henry, villain? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know, there we go. Kevin um, Novak popped up in it. Did you notice know yes. the, uh, yeah. the phone jacket? And, uh, uh, not laszlo um nando nando the relentless from uh what we do in the shadows uh as a little sort of cameo which was nice as i say i found horace quite funny he was like he was like i had a great time i fell into a cake (laughs) i just thought that was really funny like what a random what a random line But, but then it got a little bit much towards the end but you know fine whatever um but yeah, again, back to the Emma Stone thing. I was just getting a bit tired quite quickly of like that sassiness. It was too much. It was quite annoying. It wasn't quirky. It was annoying and yeah. like relentless and quite exhausting. Yeah. But like you know, my sort of overall, well, know, I'll tell you what, two more points before I get into this one. One, uh, just one word, parachute, ridiculous, oh, um, yes. <laughs> and yeah. then sympathy That's... for the devil at the end. That was quite a genius move, I thought, to be honest. Oh, yeah. You know, the stones at the end. I quite like that. But final point, I do question why these prequels slash, like, origins of these villains are being made. So we've had Cruella now. We've had... had, Well, no, all right, I get that. You know, (laughs) and we've had the Maleficent stuff as well. But I just feel like... These villains, that are historically nasty and dangerous, why and make evil. Them Do you know what I mean? So why make them sympathetic? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Cruella Deville is a villain throughout. Throughout, she's horrible. She's scary. Yeah. And they're taking that away from mm. us. Do you know what I mean? As a child, yeah. more so, more so in the in the kind of animated one rather than live action. Cruella Deville is horrible. She's ghastly. She's you know she's gruesome, and. Although you know it's technically the same character, but it's like well, actually now she's not scary. You know she's got this backstory, she's not she's not scary. And with the Maleficent stuff as well, Maleficent was pure evil, and she's not in the in the first Maleficent film. She actually cares about Sleeping Beauty, and it's like, well, why? That's I mean, not how it works. You you, yeah, you, yeah. you you're ruining things that you're taking stuff away. Yeah. So I really think that it's kind of. Um, I don't know, it's detrimental to, to our, to our. I don't know, our like perception, yeah, I suppose, perception yeah, to a yeah. certain extent. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, so there we go. Okay, Greg, would you say that the 2020 film Cruella, the prequel to 101 Dalmatians and 102 Dalmatians, I'm killing time here to pull up my list, obviously, as you can tell, yep. is... Drop Dead Fred or those who wish me dead. I'll go for it. I'll go. For, hang on. Was those who wish me dead the
0: negative end? Oh, um,
1: well, there was for me out of the list. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it was a good romp that I'd, I'd recommend families to just go and see. and Why not? But you know, there's a lot there's a lot to be
1: said about it. But it's it's a bit of fun. Yeah, I, I just I I couldn't sit and watch it again because mm. I was literally just, oh you it'd be a nice film if it wasn't for, if Cruella wasn't in it yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm going for those who wish me dead yeah I'm okay. yeah I'm not on we'll go opposite it it, ends we will I, disagree that's fine there you fine. go there you go and they're making a sequel of course they're making a sequel oh, why we'll why not be there. we'll be there which which villain do you think they're going to do a prequel for next if it's Jafar I'm going to blow my <laughs> <laughs> Scar. No. Um, no. Okay. I want to Ursula? Looking. They'll do an Ursula from um, Little Mermaid. Bet, you. You, bet you. Bet you. Yeah. Bet you. Okay, then. Uh, yeah. Where can we but see this film, Greg?
0: It's available for £20 pounds on Disney Plus, plus your usual membership fee. Or you could. Uh, I owe you a tenner. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, or you could pop to the cinema and see it. But, yeah. We went for the comfort of our own homes, didn't we?
1: Yes, What's yes. That? The way I tell you what, guys, the way to really enjoy this film, right, is on <laughs> Greg's Disney Plus yeah. on your iPhone that's got a cracked screen protector <laughs> at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I just, I w- we wonder why <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, i got a little question for you, and this was sent in from John. Uh, okay. I thought, you know, we'll throw it in. We'll throw it in halfway through. What film trope, if any, do you hate? For me, time travel is almost always That was from, from John. So is there a particular yeah. film trope that really, like, winds you up or, you know, you don't agree with or what? Um, there's one thing for me, and it's not necessarily a film trope, but there's something in film that really pisses me off because it's so unrealistic, and it could be it could be the most thought-out... Beautiful, you know, beautifully amazing film ever. Yeah. But for me, in a film, if somebody knock, somebody goes up to a front door, right? They knock on the front door. Somebody answers that door straight away. That doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, happen yeah, in yeah. real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sat yeah. in the living room. and go. Is that the door? <laughs> yeah. That? No, that wasn't the door. And then, yeah, that's pretty bad. Shit, there's the front door, and there's a I, dash to the front door. Well, people well, answer the door too quickly in films. It pisses me off. In <laughs> a similar vein to what you've said, um, I,
0: I mean, it's not a trope, but poor editing where you get, you know, like when you get a reverse shot of someone yeah, with a conversation I know you mean. going, it's just like, yeah, I know I'm only looking at their lips from a very acute angle, but they do not match up with what they're saying in the slightest. <laughs> That's lazy editing. That's really yeah, lazy yeah. editing. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, um in, in terms of a film trope, something that winds me up, um, you you don't see it all that often, but when, when you do see it, I, I just want to tell the Screen where to go, and it's when <laughs> you're watching a film, and usually it's for a book adaptation. and At the end of the film, that person starts writing a book or something like that. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, get lost, go yeah. away. Uh, yeah. happened at the end of Little
1: little Women, didn't it? Little Women, um, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, Lord of the Rings. It's like, on oh, oh, that film that. should have ended like two hours ago, anyway, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's that standard thing in the in the rom com. You, you know, you always you know, just as things are going well, you know, there's that montage of things going well and they're getting on. Something's yeah. going to go wrong, and I, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know it has to happen. You know, it's it's the it's yeah. just the way films work, and the, and it's it's it, but yeah, uh, and it, but it's just like oh come on, yeah. we know what's going to happen, and you're going to end up with Matthew McConaughey at the end. We all are, Greg. Yeah. We are all going to end up with Matthew McConaughey. That's but. Uh, that's the. Yeah, I, me, I, that's do, I do
0: appreciate things that break the mold of the the old formula um, mm. for genre films. Um, really, um, yeah, so, yeah cool. something that, some that sort of send send you left and then go right. I like I like that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, definitely cool. But uh, cool question, another John. wonderful question from from John. So keep them coming, John. Love it. Thank wonderful. You. Excellent. PG Tips. Thank you,
0: Elliot. Yes, it is time for PG Tips. And uh, this week, we are talking about um, the the sequel we have all been waiting for for so long throughout the whole of the pandemic, which was originally... Wait, wait,
1: wait. Is this a sequel with James Corden in it?
0: <laughs> yes. I, for one, cannot wait. <laughs> Tell me more. Yes, well, it, it was originally scheduled to come out March last year in town for
1: Easter 2020. Oh, <gasps> God damn it.
0: It was... Probably one of the first films that got pushed back. and oh, uh, Yes, an entire year, and uh, it's just come out. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Um okay. Directed again by Will Gluck, who did the first one, and starring Rose Byrne, Gleason, Gleeson, uh, Elizabeth Debicki, Margot Robbie, James Corden, voicing some of the um, cast of Rabbits. Oh, and um, David Oyelowo, who... Uh, is spooks sort of spooks fame he's in there as well yeah. as, as the source
1: dr martin luther king
0: that's right um yeah so w- we leave off on the on the back of whatever happened in the first film i'll be honest with you i cannot remember what happened in the first film i've not seen uh, the first film um, but at the start of this oh by the way let's just say you've not seen this i took my kids oh, I, I did not <laughs> watching this film <laughs> yeah. i took the kids <laughs> at the cinema the other day and um Basically, after loads of going on, you've got um, young Mister McGregor is getting married to um, B. I wonder, I wonder who B is. Um, who's played, uh, I get it. I see, get it. See what they've done there. Um, you played, <laughs> played by, by the Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a wedding going on, and all the rabbits are there, and everything all looks harmonious, and yeah. everyone's getting on, and it's all fine. Um, and then. What happens is uh, Peter, Peter, sort of, is accepting this sort of new life. But after, there's a honeymoon, um, and Mister McGregor and B are writing these storybooks, and they've got a little shop near Windermere, and these storybooks based on Peter and his friends. And look what they've done! So they've realised they've listened to all the criticism from the first film yeah. about how it's such a far cry from the original story in the books, and they've decided to. Like go right, we're going to double down. We are going to make this so unbelievably, me- unbelievably meta. We're going to make it self-referential and everything as we can. And and it's kind of like they they've they said, right? How do we deal with all the criticisms? So the only way for them to that they've seen way to save it or to make the most of all the criticism is to become like just so incredibly self-aware about how no, no. bad the first film was that it makes it okay supposedly because they mm-hmm. know about it. It's what it is what? Yeah. It's really. Um, anyway, there's these books that they're writing and there's a publisher involved and the publisher wants to get his hands on the book and uh, and, and so they're making a deal but also the publisher is putting all these ideas in the head to make it sort of sell out the franchise and take it to like peter rabbit in the space and things like that um and um you know when he's speaking to b uh, he says you know have you got any ideas for the books and she says no not really well i guess i do have a framework for 23 book series you know you know like mm-hmm. or referring to the whole sort of you know book series um and <coughs> she says uh, there's another bit where she says no my book is personal to me I'd be spinning in my grave if it was ever adapted into some sassy hip fest purely for commercial gain and which is a direct quote from yeah. a famous reviewer who said that about yes. the first film
1: um, I, I heard his review of this film as well <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, for, for me,
0: for me, all of that was just sort of too on the nose and too sort of like, you know, it's okay that it's bad because, look, we know about it. There's one bit, one of the things James Corden was criticised for was having an annoying voice in the first film. Um, and, oh, why my music just started. Just <laughs> play on something. I've got strokes
1: me. You're being played off. <laughs> <Rectilia>.
0: yeah <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a bit where, because they can't hear the rabbit speak for most of the film at least, but then there's a bit where suddenly they can hear the rabbit. Well, speak. Is that how it works? More. They can't yeah. hear them? They can't hear them speak, but then, right. and I didn't even realise this until towards the end of the film, where one of them says, <laughs> did you just speak? Oh yeah, whoops. There's no reason why they can suddenly hear them speak. But there's a bit where they can't hear them speak, and they look at the rabbit, Peter Rabbit, and he's got this sort of, he's trying to shake this sort of... Um, This stigma about him, about him being mischievous and being really naughty. And he says, I bet he looks like he's got a really annoying voice. And obviously, James Corden did the voice in his hand. He says, I've not got an annoying voice, have I? Uh, And they they are more sort of self-reflection and stuff. Um, I don't know. They try and be cool. They put Boulevard of Broken Dreams into it. um, Uh, it, Because that's
1: uh, relevant, 20 years old. Exactly. (laughs) Well, nearly. Jesus Christ! Yeah.
0: Um, you know you got Lenny James playing a you know a London wide boy bad guy who you know starts off thinking he's an ally, who's his dad's friend, and I mean, it completely goes on the road and goes off around London and goes to farmers markets and all sorts of stuff. There's heist elements to it which are pretty interesting and pretty fun. There are fun bits to it. There are fun sort of parts to it where there's like sort of like enjoyable little sort of. Set pieces and stuff, and to be honest with you, I preferred the whole thing to the first film. But yeah, that's that's not saying a great deal, really. It's still a bad film, and it, it's really annoying because they're probably going to make a third film, yeah. and a fourth film, and who knows? Um, my kids enjoyed it. My kids sat Matilda, you know, sitting on the edge of a seat, bunny hanging out of her mouth, enjoying <laughs> watching the other rabbits.
1: She's eating um, a rabbit.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, that's, that's
1: her. Um, All right, well, I want to throw this out there because I've not seen them. From what I've heard from everything is James Corden is just so miscast. Who would you cast as Peter Rabbit? He was
0: so... in in When they animated, originally, when they animated the books for, like, I don't know, CBBC or whatever, I like, yeah. used to watch it when I was little he was so soft voiced and gentle yeah like yeah. the whole thing about the whole series was gentle to me like i think i think the whole thing for me and i think i don't know i don't know whether taste whether the attention span and the taste of children in what they watch has changed or whether you know media has decided that it's changed, so they've changed it. And You know what I mean? Because yeah. nothing's gentle and slow-paced anymore. But I just think See, there's a lot of stuff when I used to watch it. It was gentle and slow-paced and nice. Brum, Rosie and Jim. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get, I get what you mean. But however, although Paddington is quite chaotic, there is still that kind there's of... heart to it, isn't there? There's a heart to it, and there's that, There is. that. there still is that kind of relaxed side to Paddington but i think that comes with uh ben uh, uh Wishaw. yeah ben Wishaw's, you know voice acting he would mm. be great as peter rabbit but you obviously we're not going to do that yeah. how about something like um i've got two options for you one yeah. if right so a young a younger voice peter peter rabbit daniel ratcliffe okay yeah 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 i hear that more than james corden yeah an older Slightly older Eddie Redmayne, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. How can, I, yeah can it? Know, it's it? it's
0: got to be more.
1: Or even if you want to take that step further, Martin Freeman.
0: Yeah, I could.
1: I could, I could his his,
0: his I could voice hear, is probably a I to, bit bit now. Really? Maybe. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd get I'd get a young young very sort of like well spoken male British actor to do it, mm. o- overcoordin and his squeakiness. High pitch. It's the high pitch. It's just, the. I just hate him.
1: I just. I, uh... I don't. I, I don't hate him as
0: much as you do, but I just. It, he is annoying. Everything and... is
1: just so insincere with James Corden. Yeah. And and I just uh, everything's fake. And even when he's acting now, and I, I'm not. I don't. Like, I'm not a Gavin and Stacey fan, but I watched that. I watched that last kind of. Um, yeah. You know the reunion or whatever it was. And even even in that, I was just like, I just don't believe a single thing that he's that he's saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I like
0: going at Stacy more than you. Um, I, I just don't find it funny.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we're going off on here, Greg. Where can we see Peter Rabbit too, Gregory? It's out in the cinemas now, Mister McGregory. <laughs> yes, yes oh, yeah. Well done. Beautiful well done. stuff.
0: Do you know what? I will say this. I will say <laughs> this. On. It's it's a million times better than. Peter Rabbit, let's go. Peter Rabbit, have mean, you not seen the TV series? Peter no, Rabbit. No. Oh Jesus! What a a I Song the for the TV that
1: series. Song. Let's go. <laughs> so
0: bad isn't it. Let's go. It's like when they, it's like when they redid Thunderbirds and they decided that it needed to have all this. Huh? Yeah yeah let's go All right, just
1: double the space <laughs> okay. of it like, why do they have to ruin it you could argue that with Thomas and the Big World Adventure however everybody knows our feelings of, towards Thomas the Tank Engine Thomas and Friends Absolutely. and his Big World Adventures let's go 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 it's anyway <laughs> it's right, it, where,
0: whereas this was um, let see if you remember this
2: yeah
1: 100% You know what? You know when you've not thought about something for years? Absolutely.
0: Wow. Wow. That's proper takes you back, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just got little cuts of rabbits and
1: stuff. I love that. Oh, that's made me a little bit emotional. Yeah. I don't know why. critic.
2: Isolation viewing day two film four the whole nine yards this is genuinely one of my all-time favorite films it's a comedy crime caper with quite a clever and funny script about a miserable dentist who's stuck in a miserable marriage um, his wife essentially tries to get him killed, but the dentist uh, ends up befriending his hitman. Um, the cast is great. Uh, yeah, Matthew Perry is just playing Chandler, but people uh, it's got Bruce Willis in it, who's brilliant, um, which is becoming a rarity these days. Uh, Kevin Pollock is in it as a ridiculous villain. Um, got Amanda Pete who's uh, like a funny, ditzy character. Um, but for me, the... The late, great Michael Clark Duncan steals every single scene he's in in this film. He's absolutely fantastic and in it. So funny. Um, if you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend it. I think it's a bit of a hidden gem. I heard this amazing story the other day, and whether it's... Well,
1: you know, take it or leave it, whether it's true or not, but I think this is cool. When was the last time you watched Empire Strikes Back? Oh, uh, probably... I, actually, no,
0: I, I watched it... Um... When you know the cinemas opened last summer, yeah, yeah, it, it showed it in the yeah, yeah. You went to the cinema, yeah.
1: I remember because I, I seem to remember you saying you watched it quite recently. So <laughs> I heard the story is you know when they first get to Cloud City, um, yeah. you know like and Lando comes out and he, he's pretending to be all stern and he's like, "What are you yeah. doing, old guy?" That sort of thing. Yeah. If you if you look at it, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are really giggly. And like the it's not quite right, is it? like it, oh. it doesn't quite fit, but they're quite smiley, and they're like overly happy. well, apparently, when they were filming it, they were like, "Come on, like uh, and they felt the same when they were filming the new hope, but they were like. This is ridiculous. Like, all right, it's going to do really well, but this is so ridiculous. Right. You know, and you can imagine filming something like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Empire Strikes Back with so much madness going on. Yeah. And this is just mental. Like, we're not taking this seriously, particularly seriously. <laughs> so the night before they filmed that scene, they went, they were in LA and they went to, oh no, it must have been in London because they filmed it in London. They went to Eric Idol's house right. and just did a load of coke with, <laughs> with Eric Idle and Mick Jagger. So they were still high as a kite. Apparently, when they were filming that scene, no. and I, they, apparently, and I'm gonna find it and watch it again. If you watch it, it's like quite clearly that the the well, I, I think I think I just wasn't Carrie Fisher like off red. Carrie Fisher time? was just high. Yeah, the whole the whole life. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Harrison Ford was well into it as well. Have you seen all the stuff about Harrison Ford this week? No. Um, so the filming the, the Indiana Jones Five has started filming in mm. Bamba Castle. So just that you know out of like kind of Hull, like Bamba sort of mm-hmm. way, it's like the most haunted castle in in England, apparently, yeah. but uh so the film in Indiana Jones five now it's started, and there's been set photos of him in the full get up, and there's been other sort of photos of the stump and there's rumors that it's going to be flashbacks because there's Nazis involved right and a cool actually quite a cool flashback is uh, well, they're presuming it's a flashback, but a set photo of a stump man in uh in full Nazi garb riding a motorbike but he's got a Harrison Ford mask on so the so the the root like the, the you know the theory is that it's a flashback to young Indy and he's you know hijacked something because Indiana Jones's thing is he, he steals the clothes doesn't he and dresses yeah, up as yeah. well. and uh as you know stunt purposes he's you know it's what looks like young Indiana Jones oh, wow. it's pretty cool oh, wow. but um Harrison Ford's into his cycling, you know, like proper like road cycling, yeah. and uh, he's been just been like cycling down the coast of England, like the oh, east coast. No um, so like today there was pictures of him. He just stopped for fish and chips, uh, <laughs> and people were like what the f- Indiana Jones in like full lycra, <laughs> So just been like having pictures taken. Really, really cool. Oh, wow.
0: But anyway,
1: leave us locked down. <laughs> cool. I don't think I've, the seen, nine nine I've seen, seen the whole nine yards. You've not seen the whole nine yards. I don't think so. No, yeah. I've seen it a while ago, and it, it is very, very good fun. And yeah, Lever got nailed it there. Matthew Perry's just played Chandler as he right. as he does in basically everything. Yeah. Um, we've not really spoken about the Friends reunion, have we? That much. We kind of no. touched on it a little bit last week. Bit sad that wasn't it? Like the Matthew, you know, the Matthew oh, Perry side of things. It's and being,
0: he he barely spoke. He barely, he barely no, opened
1: his mouth. You know, but, yeah. The but thing the, was the whole thing he said he had, dental had, surgery. had yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think nah. so, anyway. But you know, God bless him, good luck to him. Um, yeah. but yeah, Hold on, has good fun. Bruce Willis is fully committed, uh, in that film, and it's really, really nice. Nice to see, uh, good for him again. God bless him, Wish him yeah. the best. <laughs> but yeah, again, like Lever said, Michael Clark Duncan, absolutely brilliant in that film, he's really, really good, and there's so much so they made a sequel to it, so uh, you know. It's fine. Good, good little, uh, good little rom-com kind of crime comedy sort of thing. Yes, yeah, good what stuff. So, what was the sequel? Whole ten yards, obviously. Really, I feel like I've literally <laughs> never heard of that. Oh, really? The, yeah, they're good fun, you know. Lee wow. loves it. Proper loves it. I think you'd like it actually. Wow, whole ten yards. Extra yeah. homework. Is there any way we can connect whole ten yards to Life Aquatic? Probably not. <laughs> but there we go. Thank you, Lever. If you have got a film you would like to review, send us a voice note, send us a little message uh, on you know, Instagram, WhatsApp, email, whatever you it. want. Until then, we've got Lever till Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey then, so Greg, it's time get your ticket out. We're ready to get aboard the old movie train. Choo choo! choo. choo. Okay, so uh, as we said at the start, our our, our station last week uh, was well, our destination last week was the uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. So where the hell are we going next? Well, I'll tell you where we're going next, Greg. Okay, get that uh, metro map out because okay. Cameron has set us a film. Excellent. Which line are we taking? Well, you, well, well, I, well, actually, Greg, there's two ways we can go about this. We could go the Bill Murray line, or we could go the Cape Blanchett line. It's completely up to you. Do you know, I, I fancy taking the Cape Blanchett line. I believe it's, uh, it's a bit
0: more scenic. It's a bit of a smoother journey, and it's, it's a route less... Over the less Australian
1: southern. outback. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All the way... To a film called Coffee and Cigarettes. So this is directed by uh, Jim Jarmusch, who uh, directed the film. Well, he directed loads of films: uh, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, which is like late nineties. Um, but uh, a film quite recently was called The Dead Don't Die, which is like this weird sort of kind of zombie. Well, it was a zombie film that had like all his, you know, the regulars: Bill Murray, mm. um, uh, Iggy Pop, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and it also had an what old short, uh, one of the old lines uh, from. Uh, In coffee and cigarettes, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, I'm talking about Dead, Don't Die. Oh, um, sorry. One of the old lines was uh, Adam Driver, who he turns up in the Dead, Don't ah, Die as well. But anyway, this is Coffee and Cigarettes. So basically, this film is a series of vignettes. Uh, it's 2003. Um, a series of vignettes that all have coffee and cigarettes in common. But check this out for a cast. Are you ready? Yeah. Bill Murray, Tom Waits, Roberto Benigni, uh, who was the guy from uh, Life is Beautiful, yeah. Rizzo. <laughs> Wizard. oh my god right. Stephen Wright or Steve Wright you know the uh what, the Radio Reservoir TV Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no Reservoir Dogs Steve Buscemi Iggy Pop uh Vinnie oh, wow. Vela um who else we got in there Kate Blanchett obviously Jack White Meg White Alfred Molina Steve Coogan wow the Gizza. You know, wow. it's a lot of Wu Tang Clan in there, Greg. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what the hell? What the what the hell is this film? But well, I'm intrigued. Yes. You know, excellent. Thank so, you, Greg, Where the hell
0: can we see this film? I believe it's available to rent for two pounds forty nine from you know the
1: usual places. Good. I, for one, cannot wait.
2: Box. Oh, what's
1: box? All right, then, Greg. What the hell is on the box for you this week? And I will Quite point, a lot. <laughs> point out, there's some bloody great films on this week, but what is it for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some honourable mentions. There's, lo- lo- there's loads of stuff. There's uh, a lot
1: of honourable mentions.
0: Yeah. Um, there's Paddington 2. There's Despicable Me 2. I'm just going as, as I'm sort of seeing them again now. Uh, there's yeah. Dodgeball we saw earlier. Um, there is, I'm going to second, Notting Hill's on. Um, Jason Bourne's on. The Bodyguard, Bridesmaids. 28 days later. However, yeah. I am going to go for Channel 5 seem to have okay. on repeat
2: <laughs> all
0: week <laughs> um, the Sheffield Great, the yes. Full Monty. Uh, yes yeah. uh, and that I mean amongst other times it's on at 9pm uh, Channel 5 on Sunday 13th of June so there you go if you, I can't imagine many people have not seen it but if you haven't
1: seen it get it on David what is on the box for you this week well again other honourable mentions I want to point out a few 40 year old Virgin I think you maybe you said uh, you've got Fern Gully remember mm-hmm. Fern Gully which essentially is Avatar yes. um, that is on on Saturday, 11 o'clock a.m. on uh, Film 4. You've got... What else you got? There was loads of cool stuff. Uh, Bloody Starship Troopers, which is terrible, but it's bloody great. Evolution. Remember Evolution with uh, David Duchovny... Um, Saturday, well, that's on Saturday at 5 to 7 on the film 4. But for me, right, so I'm going for this film, and you will never have watched this film. I don't intend on you ever watching this film, but it's one for me. And me and my sisters watched this years and years ago. So, Jen Jules, this is what this one's for you guys, right? Here yeah. you go, you ready? This evening, Friday, the 11th of June, at 25 past 11 on Five Star, there is a film called. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, okay? Okay. And I just want to point out that this is a terrible, terrible erotic thriller. (laughs) Probably not even erotic. Um, I think Julianne Moore pops up in there. um, And it's just this... Oh, but it's just sex. Um, (laughs) And it's off the back of the kind of like single white female kind of... You know, those sorts sorts of films where there's like the nanny is obsessed with the family and she tries to take over the family by getting rid of the mother, you know, that sort of thing. Um, It's, you know, it's pretty bad. But uh, I watched it when I was about eight years old and I was like, this film is like, this is a scary film. It's not scary at all. But, you know, a bit of nostalgia. If you want a bit of a 90s thriller Watch The Hand That Rocks the Cradle on Friday, the 11th of June. So today at 11.25, you will probably regret it, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right, there you go. There you go. Let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week. We've got long tonight,
0: this has we've, been a... We started late, we, Realized we've gone on a bit, uh, uh, We've had some. Yeah. I think we've enjoyed ourselves quite a lot. Yeah we um, have, definitely. But yeah, um, it's it's
1: <sighs> about 11pm getting on, and uh, I'm mm. well ready for bed. Ooh. Yeah, I'm ready to get in bed, and then probably about 10 minutes later, my son waking up, and then Max will feed him, and then I'll wind him probably watching uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, <laughs> or... Mythic Quest, which actually is great. Okay. <laughs> Mythic Quest is that yeah, it's the that new. Well, it's not new. It's on season two now, but that TV show on uh, Apple TV Plus is pretty great. Actually. Cool. Yeah. It's good good uh, stuff.
0: Excellent. What is the weekend what like? you do? Oh. Ah.
1: <laughs> um. So today, Friday. Um. Not tons. It's Friday. My niece has. We usually see. We tend to see like Max's family on a Friday night, but uh, my niece has COVID, so not going to happen. That won't be happening. No. And she usually comes and cleans my house as well on Friday and she's not oh, doing it now. Cool. Uh, we're going to have a barbecue with my family on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe go to this like, there's a particular park that we know of and it's got like lots of fountains and things like that which cool. Ben will want to run through and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, nice, nice little weekend planned. How about you? Sounds marvellous. I have got a pass out on Saturday. And, uh,
0: Pardon? Got, <laughs> I, and uh, I have I've got I've booked um I bought the brewery, beer garden, a couple of tables there, one nice. till four, and uh, meet yeah. some of the old mates from school, regular listener nice. Rick, and nice. um, a load of other mates who don't bother to listen. So, uh, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, other than that, you know, oh, we've, got, we've got a little bit of a Friday thing going on with some uh, mates who are parents and that, and so a few drinks around theirs, I think, Friday night.
1: Password this week, Greg? Ooh. 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 Oh. Should we do a Bill Murray? Because we've had Life Aquatic, let's do a Bill Murray. Give us your best Everybody Bill Murray. Everybody loves Bill Murray. I yeah. would love to meet Bill Murray. Like, well, maybe more he, so uh, anybody else. Well, in I the think world.
0: I think maybe because subconsciously you, you know all the stories about people meeting. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the the one that sticks in my mind of going up to someone's plate in a restaurant and just taking a chip yeah, yeah. and just him going yeah. shh, no one will believe yeah. you. No one will yeah. believe you. <laughs> there's
1: there's, t- there's there's a few that stand out in my mind from what I remember. When he was doing like the Monuments Mentor tour with uh, George Clooney, he got pulled over for drink driving on a golf court, uh, golf cart yeah. um, down the streets of like Sundance Festival or something mm-hmm. like that. And then the best one was in um, what's that golf course? Is it St Andrews? Is it like Scotland? Scotland, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he loves golf, doesn't he? And he, I think he went to the the Masters. Yeah. yeah, it's the masters, St Andrews, and uh, ended up... we
0: were showing our golf ignorance. We're going to get people yeah, listening. Yeah. What are you what about? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs>
1: three? <laughs> no, that one. You that one? Yeah. Uh, and basically, turn, went back to like these girls' halls of residence, not in like a seedy way, but yeah. just because he loves a good bloody drink and a good time. And yeah. did all the washing up for them, and they were like uh. Bill Murray stayed at our house for like three days or something. <laughs>
2: I just love him.
1: I would love to meet Bill Murray and just, you know, have a good drink and maybe a bit of a, well, all right, a good drink with Bill. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Cool, Uh, brilliant, cool, cool. Send us your Bill Murray. That's that's
0: the password this week to
1: let us know you've definitely. Uh, Mm, uh, Fantastic, cool. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for all your comments, all your questions of. Uh, the reviews, you know, all that sort of stuff. And thanks, everybody, for staying on board. We're in year two now. Technically not, but whatever. We, uh, we
0: need to give, before he finishes his run, we need to give yeah? a major shout-out to Quinny, who yeah? gave, gave us a, oh, brought, yeah. brought us a <laughs> generous amount of beers the other day. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so
1: much, Quinny, for buying us Love a beer. you, Quinny. I've had some great memories of Quinny, you know. Absolutely. Some of we probably can't mention on the podcast. Yes. But um, well, we had some good but, times uh, you know, in the old Sheffield. We had he, was like, great.
0: he was like Carver's wingman for quite some time, wasn't he? He definitely um, was. Yeah. Excellent. Well, hey, Quinny. Love you, Quinny. Good yeah, work. We... I always, oh, also, congratulations. Days, like... He told me the other day as well he got married. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, just went, oh yeah went. Oh I got
1: married I was like oh right oh wow congratulations <laughs> well congratulations Gricky. well done well done you amazing fantastic right cool thank you everybody have a lovely weekend have a great week watch loads of films send us loads of comments keep listening yes. love you all love you more Greg love you more than I don't know something I like a lot I love you too in a way thanks cool right thanks everybody uh, peace uh,